Well, thank you guys. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas again. Um, I, I love uh, Christmas time at church because it's often a time that we get to, we get to meet new people. Um, there's something I think that a lot of people feel deep down inside um, at this time of year. It's kind of a, a yearning for, for something significant. Um, or maybe, maybe they, this time of year, maybe they just feel, you know, a, a bit lost and, and, you know, lost in the, in the confusion, the chaos of life. And there's something inside us that tells us that, that Christmas is a good time to, to seek out that connection with the God of all creation. So I just want to, again, extend a special welcome to new visitors and, and uh, those who have traveled a, a distance to join us. If you've not been with us in the, in the last uh, few weeks, we are in the fourth lesson of this sermon series. And tonight's message is the expected Savior. So we're going to take a, a brief look at, at a part of the, the Christmas story that might get skipped over a bit. Um, it's a piece of the story that takes place a, a week after uh, Jesus is born. And, and I, you know, I, I find it, I kind of find it interesting that culturally here in America and probably around the world, we focus on, on Christmas in the, in the weeks leading up to it. But then when it's over, we often forget what that reason for the season was. But that's not the way that it is when, uh, you know, when, when a, a baby is born, though, to us, right? Um, the lead up is, is great, but the real excitement happens when we get to know and learn about this child. And, and I think that's how we ought to be about the, the birth of Jesus. Now you can go back and, and uh, listen to the previous messages in this, in this series to get the whole picture. Uh, so like I said, this was the fourth week in it. And the first week we, we learned about uh, the the unexpected family. We learned about the the ancestors of Jesus and 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 his lineage, um, and and the prophecy that he would that he would be king. Then then the next week we we talked about the unexpected pregnancy. We talked about uh, Mary's experience learning about this child that she was going to give birth to, and then last week we talked about the unexpected joy that we get through. The gift of, of Jesus. Now, if you if you've not been um, here previously, you can that website I shared earlier. Um, no, excuse me, not at that one. Well, yeah, actually that one, AlpineChurch.org. We can go there um, and look at the resources there, and you can find all of our previous uh, sermons there. So I would I would just you know invite you to check that out um, if you're a visitor. And I know we do have some visitors with us tonight, which we are uh, super glad about. Thankfully, we had um, good weather today. I know that, that some of you ha may have had some struggles getting here. I, I uh, was watching some of the families here talking about their, their loved ones trying to, to get here for the, for the holiday and had some troubles, but um, thankfully, we had pretty good weather today. You know, last year, for our Christmas Eve services, we had a pretty good snowstorm come in, and that made it very difficult for, uh, for some people that were trying to get down and, and, and join us, especially some who had been uh, traveling through the canyon up here. And uh, if you've lived in Utah for any amount of time, you, you know how that can be. The, sn the snow falls so, so heavily that your headlights only reflect back in your eyes, and, and uh, you can get vertigo or you can get, 
get disoriented really quickly. A couple, couple years ago, Megan and I were driving back from California, and we, we hit this kind of freak blizzard coming out of, out of uh, St. George, and the defroster in our car wasn't working. And so we drive all night long, white-knuckled and, and wide-eyed the, the whole way, watching you know, intently for, for vehicles you know, stalled out in the, in the lane of traffic or looking for any, uh, any kind of indication that we were you know, in our lane. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that, in, being in a, in a storm like that. You struggle to find a set of taillights in front of you or a highway sign to, to help orient you where you are and where you are going next. The relief that we feel when in the middle of that chaos we see that light or, or that sign is very welcome and extremely comforting. But that's something that we need more than just in a snowstorm, right? When life is, is hectic or, or we feel lost or we feel alone, we need a light to, to guide us through the dark times and a sign to point us onto the right path. And so tonight, our... Our big idea here in this message, whoops, sorry about that, Larry, if I did that. Our big idea is that Jesus is the expected Savior. He's the light and sign from God to show us, though, the unexpected way to salvation. And in Luke chapter 2, which is where... um, where Ryland just just read for us uh, from, uh, he read the first part of the chapter, and we're going to kind of focus on that next part there. So in Luke 2, verse 25, it says, at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, so a little bit of a backstory here on Simeon is that Simeon had been told by the Holy Spirit previous to this that he would not die until he had laid his eyes upon the Messiah. So when Jesus is eight days old, Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple to be circumcised. And Simeon, he, he took Jesus into his arms and suddenly realized that this prophecy was, was coming true right in front of him. He praised God and asked if he could die in peace now because he knows what this means for the world, what this child means for the world. And so our first point tonight is that Jesus is the light of the world. Now, a light, you guys understand this, a light is meant, that's not it, a light is meant to illuminate the truth, right? A a, a light orients us to our position in our environment. Jesus makes bright the things that matter. So as Simeon is, is, is praising God, in, in verse 30, he says, he says, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Now, S- Simeon's response here was a quote from the Old Testament book of, of Isaiah that prophesied that a Messiah would, would be a, a light for all to see and that mighty kings would come to see his radiance, to come and, and see the glory of God. See, Jesus helps us see the truth, and he reveals God to the world. And of course, guys, this matters to us. This matters because we have an interest in trying to separate the lies of the world from the light 
of the world. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So he brings light to the path of our lives. But Jesus, he also enlightened the world to the fact that they need a Savior. Jesus made it clear to the people that the world is, is dark, right? Our situation is dark. He explained that he is the light, it says, not a light. The, and and he, he explains that he is the light and that only by following him can we find the path that leads to eternal life. And so we go to our second point here today, which is that Jesus is a sign for us to follow. Uh, now, a sign, you know this, a sign either points you in the right direction or indicates what's coming ahead. And so in, uh, in Luke 2, verse 34, so just a couple verses later, says, Then Simeon blessed him, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your soul. See, Mary and Joseph are, are, are present and are being told about what is to come of him. Mary is finding out. She, she, she's going to have to watch the crucifixion. But it also says that he will be rejected by many. Guys, that is a heartbreaking statement right there. I hope none of you will reject him or be indifferent to the sign telling you the right direction. In fact, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. You know, there are many warning signs that are designed to protect us and, and to keep us uh, out, of, out of danger. Um, Think of those road signs that you've seen when you're driving down the highway and, and how important it is to pay attention to them, right? It says bridge out or it says, you know, sharp turn ahead, fog, uh, dead end, water on the road, exit, whatever it is. But we pay attention to these signs, don't we? Well, Jesus is a sign to pay attention to and to obey. And he helps us to see uh, more clearly our purpose he helps us to avoid danger, and he helps us to experience joy. Our lives can show visible signs of what we believe, how we are living, and ultimately our need for help. I want you to think about that. Where, where, do you, uh, where do your signs point to? Are you lost? Are you caught up in, and, and stuck in shame or in guilt? immorality, complacency, indifference, or, or, or some other kind of sin. See, guys, we have all sinned. Every one of us in this, in this room are sinners. And there's a consequence to that sin. As sinners, we're lost, and we are not able to be in the presence of God. But God loves us so much that from eternity past, he had a plan to rescue us from that consequence. And that plan included sending a son to be born humbly, to live completely without sin 
and then to die on the cross in exchange for our guilt. In Luke 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus comes to find us when we are lost, and he also shows us the way to God. In, in John 14, after Jesus has been crucified and, uh, and, and rose three days later, defeating sin and death, He's, he's gathered with his, his disciples, and he's, he's talking them through what's, what's coming next. And, uh, and we find this in, in John 14, verses 4 through 6. Jesus says, and you know where I'm going. And this is one of my favorite parts in the whole Bible. Thomas speaks up and says, no, we don't. No, we don't, Lord. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus tells him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, Thomas is known as a doubter, right? You guys maybe have heard that phrase, doubting Thomas. That's, that comes from this passage because Thomas had had some doubt. But later on, he truly sees who Jesus really is and he, and he exclaims, my Lord and my God. His doubt, Thomas's doubt was gone. He understands Jesus is the only way. His name is the only name by which men and women, and boys and girls, can have eternal life. Not, not religion, not by being good. It is unexpected by the whole world that the way of salvation is a free gift that can't be earned. By grace through faith in Christ alone. Will you be enlightened to the truth tonight? Will you allow him to show you the way? I hope you will, because your new life awaits. Let's pray. Lord God, I again thank you for the, this plan, this, this rescue plan that you put in place before I existed, before anybody in this room existed, you knew that we were going to be distant from you. You knew that we were going to be lost, and yet you had already a plan in place to provide rescue for us. If only we would believe. So Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you. As a parent, I, I can in, in some partial way uh, have, a, have, have some idea of of how much love you would have for your son, that you would send your son is for, to, to be that rescue for a bunch of sinners is, is beyond anything that I can understand. And yet, Lord, I thank you for that, and I accept it. And I just ask, Lord, that, that as we leave this, this, this service tonight, that that would be what all of our hearts are inclined to is that we would be that we would think and ponder and and pray to you and talk to you about that relationship that you wanted so badly to have with us and that you provided a way for us to have lord we hope that you are glorified through this service we love you we thank you in jesus name amen amen